Here's my story, it's sad but true, about a girl that I once knew. She took my heart and ran around with every contractor in town. (laughs) (laughs) There's a glove. That's a classic. That's a classic, man. Nobody's done that one. Nobody's that one. That was actually a good version, man. So that's the old man singing on Sundays, working around the house. Is that what he's doing? That's his go-to tune. Conway Twitty. Yeah. I love (laughs) it, man. Oh, thank you so much for opening the show that way, man. No no problem. My pleasure. You get a lot of guys in here. I apologize, too. No, there's no apology (laughs) needed whatsoever, man. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, here, how did the hockey, how did all that work out? Good? Good. Yeah, good. Uh, Muskoka Shield. Okay, cool. Young lad's out there. But he's not, he didn't make the team, but uh, he's out there for skates and yeah. it's junior A hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He's just out there having a good time. It's important so. though, man. Oh, yeah. How old is he? Uh, 17. Yeah, yeah. It's important, yeah. man. Yeah. So I know that you, you and I was like, I'm always going to, I'm not going to say, no, 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 you got to show up. No, 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 yeah. man. No. Take care of that and then come here and we can yeah. have this and we can take care of that. Well, I know it's, that's the thing. You feel bad. Anytime, uh-huh. whether it's clients or people or anything where you got a can I dentist appointment. I, I don't. don't. <laughs> Dentists I hate, but I mean, I still. I don't. Because uh, the next thing that they say to you is that you're still going to get billed if you don't show up. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, go ahead. Try to bill it. I don't but know. I'm going to cancel everybody. the card. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> so. That's right. <laughs> Clint. Sorry. Clint, welcome to the show. Clint Young is thank here. Buddy. So it's Fieldstone, right? Yeah. Uh, and I love the truck, by the way. Thank you. Super thank sla- you. And thank you for the swag. No problem. I really appreciate that. Everyone knows I love swag. 25 plus years. You're a young fella. You oh know, yeah, you're a young yeah. fella. <laughs> Website is you don't fe- see it at all. <laughs> no, no, you're no, young, no. man. You're yeah. my age, yeah. which is good to have somebody on yeah. cross that we probably we know the exact same tunes, we know the exact same t-shirt, sure. we know For the exact sure. same everything, right? So, but and the youngins, they get it, they understand it. It's yeah, it's a little different. It, it's a different world that we gotta have kind of mold into of what's going on up there now. Just interesting. It's interesting. Past couple of years. Triple W Fieldstone General Contracting dot com. That's clear. Okay, and then the email is uh, fs Fieldstone. Yep. Uh, at hotmail dot com. That's where you know I'm old, right? When it's hotmail. Hotmail. Yeah, that's what I. No, get. if you're <laughs> if you're really old, it would be simpatico, I guess. Ooh, that's right? yeah. that would be old. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a whole other level. <laughs> and then on Instagram, what is it? Is it FS? It's FS Fieldstone. Fieldstone. All right. So I know you reached out. I'm a fan. So I just want to do a couple of shout outs. Uh, the boys, uh, Stephen Royce for the t-shirt, Three Way, uh, which is a great product. I don't know if you saw that show with the drywall guys. They, I did, yeah. Yeah, so they came yeah. up with that product. I'm wearing their tee, so I really appreciate that. I wanted to do a couple of shout outs here. Uh, PD Kirk, at PD Kirk, P-E-T-E-Y Kirk. Uh, hey, Manny, just wanted to say I love the podcast. I'm a construction landscaping business in ottawa your podcast keep me motivated during my home rentals love it i just listened to show 290 which was uh luca uh from the ohba yep and uh, i have multiple sdus in uh ottawa after the announcement from ford i have an additional 500 bucks fee for a new property that i just got in it's all a scam i make my living working and employing multiple guys doing this and the government does not help thanks for asking the hard questions great listen I don't think they're going to do what they say they're going to do. And I honestly believe it's political theater. 
Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> and it's not going to benefit me and you and mm -hmm. PD and everybody else is not going to benefit us. It's it's probably going to benefit the big players. Yeah. The union players, um, which, okay, sure, it's great. But how about thinking about the small little mom and pop shops that exactly. got going on, right? Uh, I also want to do a little shout out to Agnes. Uh, she's going to come on the show. We're going to talk about what she's got going on. She's from Next Generation uh, Professionals. So she's got an event coming up on Wednesday, November 16th, Women in Technology and Trades, which is WITT, Exploring Workforce Expectations in Technology and Trade Symposium. Uh, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's definitely something you guys want to attend. It's at Mohawk College uh, Campus Digital Creative Center, uh, the Joyce Center for Partnership and Innovation, 135 Fennel Avenue West in Hamilton. So she's going to come on the show. We're going to record it tomorrow and probably post it on Monday or Tuesday so everyone knows about that. I'm looking forward to that. That's it, man. Cool. Clint, where do you want to begin? I don't know. Where do you want to, what do you want to talk about? 25 years. 25 years. So 25, you would have been 25. Yep. But what yep. were you doing right before? Well, it was, it was, it was even before then. I would have started out as uh, whatever I could get, like as a landscaper. I started from outside to inside so it was landscaping and then you'd go well can you paint this for me and you're like just okay. get started sure i'll paint that isn't landscaping or was it or is it cutthroat uh, landscaping for sure and also it's survival because it's seasonal and guys seasonal snow plow or whatever in, in the that's the time. normal I, shift of gears that's right? what i found but now insurance all that crap. What insurance? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, right? That, that's what I find with young guys getting into it now. And you talk to them a little bit. And I'm like, no, there's like to be insured and have licensing and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of money. It is. You got to work your ass off to make six figures. And when you present those numbers to the clients for them to sign off on it, they're not going to, they're going to shop. No. Well, that's, that's exactly it. And I mean, there's. Homestars and other avenues that you can take. But I mean, Homestars essentially, in my opinion, is for the homeowner because they oh, just 100%. have us line up like yeah. cattle in yeah. front of the door. It's, it's a race to the bottom. Yeah. Right. And, and it's and it's useless. The only way to do it is is time on. You get, It's years on where you just establish relationships and clients where you go. Yeah. You know, I got 20 solid clients that just keep me rolling and then sprinkle in a few new ones here and there. Well, Whatever it is, it is. But now there's social media and everything else where it, it's free advertising. It is free advertising. There's a lot of showing off, but a lot of hiding. Oh. <laughs> a lot of hiding. I, I try. Okay, so you talk about that with, with this industry, but trades and sub-trades. And as a general contractor, it hasn't, clients have always been up and down. Yeah. But it's sub-trades that are, get funky with you. Really? Well, I, I just found I need consistency with pricing and everything else. And I don't mind pricing going up or there's a fluctuation, but I need to know why. Like, what is it? Doesn't anybody plant a seed, metaphorically speaking, anymore in this industry? Uh, Build well, a relationship? Like, doesn't no. anybody? See, that? that's like my old man's day where, you know, he'd go to a meeting somewhere and he'd be gone all day. They'd be having a couple of cocktails or something, but... There's no, there's not a lot of that. But you were anymore. nurturing a relationship. Yeah. You were building, yeah. and odds are, if you were having a beer or something, and you were yeah. you were just chilling out or whatever, yeah. someone would cross paths with someone that you were speaking to, and they're like, "Hey, have you introduced? Yeah, I want to introduce you to so and so. He, he's a great landscaper. He's a great tradesperson." And then all of a sudden, they would remember you. You have a chuckle. You have a pint or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you get a job from them later on. Like yeah. nobody's nurturing this anymore. Th this uh, this has been my hardest point as far as. Coding jobs now from what we went through in the past couple of years, but guys are in a cash grab. 
That's yeah, all it is. I'm sorry. They, you just Short are, term. Yeah, well, and this is the thing. You can do that to a homeowner, but you're not going to do that to a general contractor because he knows he already knows the fucking price. They won't, they won't call you again. Well, it, it's, it's back and forth because the sub electricians and plumber, they're busy. Yeah. They're, they're fine. They don't care. The top they, tree. And, and I, I mean, know. I'm a small company myself, so it's not like, you know, I, I'm giving you 20 jobs. I'll give you 10, 15, but it's still, is it worth it to gouge me? Like, I know, I know the number already. As stereotypical as it may sound, are the guys, the tradespeople still leaving just for a buck here extra, a buck there? That's what I mean. My, I, don't, I don't understand where it's coming from because I've even joked with guys and I'm like, I'm not, I can't, am I pay, paying for the flooring in your new cottage or something? Like, I don't, where did that extra, like, break it down for me? Because then I can go back to the client because right now I'm eating it. Because yeah. I can't even explain this because I'm going to look like a dick. But that happened to me early on in the beginning. I was getting priced high. Yeah. And then it was my job as a GC to sell high. Yeah. But I was quickly learning I can't sell high. No. I can't compete at that point. So I'd have to go back to the trades. You got to knock it down. That's exactly where I'm Otherwise, at. I can't. I, will, I won't get the job. I won't yeah. get the job. You don't get the job. Yeah. And then they have five or 10 different GCs that they're working with, I guess they just roulette it and just yep. try to figure out, I get two or three jobs out of each one of them and that's it. Yeah. But that's not building the relationship. That's the problem is it's lost there. I've had a plumber years ago and I mean, the guy's incredible, does incredible work, but I can't afford you. Has well, he just gotten expensive over the years? Just, and, and I know your hours on and you can't, it, you got, we got to comprehend it all. Like, I mean, I know what the material is. That's my job to know that because if there's a problem, I need to delegate between the client and the contractor to go, no, the contractor's at fault. No, the homeowner's being unreasonable. We got to be that, that in-between guy too and go, okay, no, this is, this is where it's going to fall. Well, you know, your price is not even any, I network with a bunch of guys and go, okay, what are you per square foot for a basement? Let's all stay there. Yeah. Let's all make that money. Are you like, all in the same ballpark? Uh, now, roughly? getting back to some kind of normal now, I mean, I find everyone's kind of in that pocket, but it's still, now your sub trades are coming in and they're reevaluating and stuff, their numbers. And I, I just, I, I mean, it's a terrible way to say it as a cash grab, but it kind of is. Like, I mean, you're not, you're, I know we all got to make up for time lost, but you can do it in a shorter, you can, Long it out a little bit. They don't want to. No. They, they want a, a big windfall yeah. for this one job. So then even if I get another job, I don't make as much. I still made a lot of money on this job. And homeowners will just call bullshit on it. They will. I mean, right? nowadays, like after two stupid, years of two, two and a half years of good construction, I guess, going on. Yeah. And I still question whether a lot of them were making profit. They were yeah. making a lot of money, but whether they were making profit. Um, I think homeowners are now policing us. Oh, yeah. I think now they're questioning the numbers that are being presented. Oh, yeah. And then I think that argument about how materials are just costing so much and that's it. And we're trying to get more money because you hear a lot of people on social or other podcasts saying, just charge, charge accordingly. But we can't. In this industry, a tradesperson can't increase their rates the same way that material has or inflation has or anything has. It just skyrocketed. You'll price yourself out of the job. Yeah. And then the unfortunate thing is that you'll get... uh, You'll get the cash guys come in and just offer a, a ridiculous yeah. price. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And I don't know how they, so it's either, it's a gamble at that point. Everybody's got a buddy. 
and a yeah. firefighter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that are always going to come in. I know. And he'll spend six months in your basement and he'll do a wonderful job, but he'll spend six months in your basement. So that's up to you. Yeah. And yeah, you'll, you'll save, but I, I mean, you can't even get a laborer for 25 bucks an hour. You know, so how do you run a business that way? Well, this is exactly it. So I, I was in, in, in that in between where I was like, do you expand? So put another truck on the road, started rolling with that. That fell through. It just didn't work. It just didn't work. You crunched the numbers? Yeah. You're employing other people. And I've had that with electricians and plumbers and guys. Last electrician that I was using, he had like seven trucks on the road. I'm like, you're not, you know. Did he overextend himself? Well, I, I think you're just employing people. Like I never, I talked to him about it and just said, you know, your guys, there's a lot of money wasted here because I'm there on job. See, I'm a rarity too because I'm a working general contracting. Like where a lot of guys get the jobs, orchestrate it, leave the electrician and go. I'm usually still on site yep. kind of overseeing and I'll check in just because it's, shit can go wrong so fast yeah. and homeowners are there like and to be very there. honest clint they won't know how to solve the shit when it hits the fan that's exactly or it. they'll try to problem solve it their way which yeah. isn't you're missing the opportunity of someone that's been through it before yeah this is the best way to solve it well it's still the same philosophy of the next guy will get it yeah right? you know what i mean like the electrician and there's but I mean, me, all over the when, place, I, when me, like, I look at it, like, okay, fine. So there's a guy here who's 50 years old. I'm 25. I'm just getting started. I'm just learning. I've learned quite a bit in this industry. Um, but I, I, I don't know everything. So then it would be a good to have a library resource of an older guy there. Show me that 25-year-old. I'm going to hire him. I, 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 that's what I was saying. <laughs> that that person doesn't exist, right? No. no. So what do we do? That's, that's, well, okay. So that's the thing, too, is we're, I, I talked to a tile setter, and they're quick to like post videos and saying, fuck these young guys coming up. I don't have time for them, everything else. Well, we have to have time for them. If not, we're screwed. Especially Tile, because there is no school. No, but we got we to teach them. So now I've seen recently social media or something where this company is doing incentives. Show up for three months, on time, not late, do your job, and your, your, your name will go into a bucket and you guys can win 300 bucks or something. But that's what it's come to. This is a this is a construction company. This is I, I think they do. I, I it's a construction company. I can't remember exact whether they're HVAC. So they're they're basically doing incentives for to show up. To I'm, show up. I'm dumbfounded by that. Of course, because we weren't. Because that's just from that. <laughs> like, like when you wake up, and open your eyes. Like, am I going to pay for that too? When yeah. you get out of bed, am I going to pay for that too? Yeah. No. Like these are just show up. Yeah. I have to show pay up for you on time. And show up your five shifts or whatever it is, and there's a incentive at the end of the three months or or whatever it is. You're enabling. Well, that's what do you do? Where's the answer? Like, what do you do? I don't think you do that. I don't think you do that. I don't. I don't think that's the solution. I think. I think that's creating another problem. So where's the end? What what do we do to get these guys to show? You see, because this is what I find. You can't. You can't intimidate them. It's not like when I was a kid. Yeah. So the guy that trained me was an ex-military guy. Okay. And he gave me one week to learn his truck. Okay. You better know where every tool goes. Or he just gave you the truck. Here yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I was on his truck with him for a week. He trained me in restoration work. And he just said, you need to know where everything goes back. And at the end of the week, you'll be on your own because you'll get, they'll give you a truck. But you need to know how this truck's gone. And there was, you saw it in his eyes. 
like you'd be left downtown Toronto somewhere and he'll just leave you there. Yeah. Try to do that now. See what will happen. You should do that now. Exactly. Did you learn to truck at the end of the week? I learned it in two days. Uh, that's what I figured. You <laughs> yeah. would have learned it sooner, and any smart person that's getting into the business would learn it smooth as sooner. But this is our world that we're now. living into, right? It's my my thing. I say to people, I'm like, when you see a stop sign, it's a stop sign. Yeah. It to me in my eyes, it identifies as a stop sign. Yeah. This is what I'm seeing. Nothing else. This is the problem. Is you'll get a lot of other people that'll look at it, and it's. It's not quite red. A hamburger. Yeah. I like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> I, and I agree else. with you, right? Yeah. And this is, this but is the, what we're So, having. like, that goes back to the question. What's the solution at that point? What do you do? You tell them. I, I fire them. I just don't use you again. Yeah. It's the same with subtrade. So, yeah. if you come back, you can't. So, I have a homeowner that will come to me and go, okay, Clint, no problem. It's 1500 bucks, but can you just kind of break it down for me? So, I need my highly skilled, educated electrician to give me the breakdown. Your subs. Yeah. Let me know. So yeah. I can just, there's nothing there. That's common though. Yeah. It's 14, two wires gone up. I know, but what, how much? What do you mean? Like per linear foot. I just, even just bullshit me. Give me a number. Clint, let me <laughs> ask you, are all your subs still writing down everything on piece of paper and giving it to you? <laughs> it's all emailed and okay. you know, very formal and everything else. It's just that, that point of where y you need an explanation sometimes this is where you got to call bullshit and go, no, something. You're grabbing Maybe that's numbers. how you solve it. You literally, like, if you're not being productive, you're fired. You're yeah. gone. Good. Nice to meet you. You seem like a nice guy. All the best. Take care. Goodbye. But I'm running a business. I'm running a ship. And that's how I, I've done you, it. You need to be profitable. So yeah. I, I need to look at you. You're a widget making money. Yeah. If you're not making me money, I could either keep you on board, which basically is going to affect my business, yeah. which affects my income. Uh, which I don't want to. Yeah. So I'm going to fire you. You're going to go and buy. Try. You. You're looking for a contractor who doesn't give a crap about anything. But there's guys out there that there are purposely looking know. for that. I know. So I don't know how you came up, but I came up learning everything from electrical and yeah. and back in the day. Yeah. I mean, we were doing additions on the back of the house, and uh, I mean. It, it was cowboy style out yeah. the, and, and back in the day, right? Like, uh, I mean. But you were cause and effect in learning. You yeah, were trial sure. and error learning. W you, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and you learn that this is the way it's got to be done. And it's, you already know, I think to be a good general contractor, you got to know that trade. If not, yeah, they will send you a bill. because At least understand the trade, right? But they're going to get you, okay, it's 1500 bucks. I'm like, okay, but I need to know where because we talked about it and. Where did that other number come? What from? is it? Is it the trades are having a hard time wanting to have that conversation? Well, this is this is how I put it. It's you get a, a plumber that's working for a company, and he's tired of a, working for the company because he's like, no, I can make more money. I can go do three it's toilets always, that's in a the day. First sentiment, eh? Like it's like I can always make more money than for I'm sure. currently making right now. But where's your business background? Yeah, you're a great plumber. Yeah, you're a great plumber, but you're terrible at business. I was. I was terrible at business. You tell guys that? Sure. The ones that will listen. Yeah. Guys that will want to actually talk to you and you go, listen, I d I've, d I've done it before with plumbers, electrician, HVAC guys and said, if you want to go for a coffee, because I have a ton, you know, I've been doing it a long time, but I'm learning all the time. Yeah. You didn't, you time. weren't a genius right out of the gate. 
I'm not a genius now. No, exactly. <laughs> and you're still picking up secrets from other people. Without a doubt. Even with this show, I still pick up secrets from people that are s- sitting here talking Absolutely. to me about what they've gone through. Because yeah. I have not gone through everything that they've gone through. Yeah. I don't want to go through everything that they've gone through. But the thing is that you'll learn from that. Yeah. That's how we share. That's how we work. Well, you got to be open for that. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Because I've been on the other side. So with the young guys. And then when I first went out on my own, I actually had a 65-year-old guy with me stubborn he's not like i mean he's just it's old school it gets to a point and then it gets to be a liability yeah because it's like now you're kind of getting a little dangerous when when you're done soldering you need to turn that torch off <laughs> i don't want you to sit it over there beside your coffee and cup you're, all you hear is <laughs> like, amen why'd you walk away from an open flame <laughs> what are you doing and there's like dried lumber right yeah. there yeah this is a recipe for fire <laughs> this is bad remember okay. fire yeah remember back in the early days yeah. when you guys were all in the cave <laughs> and making fire yeah. now you've got a torture making fire yeah. for you yeah yeah, yeah I get but it. in this industry you still have those old guys in there even like me yeah. but even older because they didn't know how it's a whole thing from the work to learning to saving to finances because we don't like nobody's teaching them this no there's no background going and I, you know the unfortunate thing is not a lot of people are teaching them this on social no 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 it's all about the pretty picture and it, and it's amazing like the guys that i've met through social media and seeing the work out there, I'm like, I don't even want to do this anymore. I didn't even know you could do it that good. Yeah. Like some of the stuff that these guys are doing it. But I want to know the whole story though. So, so do I. Right. Listen, I've, I've had those where, you know, you got a job site and you take a picture and all of a sudden you zoom in, you reframe, China shift, whatever. And you get right to, and like, that's the perfect image. But meanwhile, everything around there looks like crap. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, that's not fair. That's not right. So I gotta, I gotta pull back and show here's it. That's it. It's not all beauty. Yeah. There's always problems involved, right? Oh, for sure. And then also offer up the solution. Yeah. At least, I think if you are going to do that, then at least offer up one solution yeah. on how you think you want to handle it. And then let the trolls kind of chime in and talk their shit. And that, it's, that we're, we're old enough to fucking wipe that shit over yeah. off our shoulders, right? Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to be a 20-something tradesperson and having trolls attack you at that point about something you've done. Yeah. And then you're just going to put your back up and go, well, fuck you and fuck you. And, and then yeah. that, what's that serving? Nothing. You, you can't, you can't no. even interact with that no if you do then you're just going down a rabbit hole of frustration like i'm just i'm not at that point where i'm you know social media famous where people are like attacking me anyways i'm so below but you're using it it to still attract potential employees to attract potential clients uh and also to present a realistic perspective of what you're doing that's where i came from so people are like well you're supposed to have a business one and a so like your personal one. oh that's bullshit it's bullshit to me because i'm like if you don't like that i this is what i do on the weekend like um smoking a cigar out by the fire like if that offends you then your page is a character yeah, of your yeah. personality it's it you is. it's yeah. who it is right this is what you get and you're not living breathing sucking sawdust 24 7 7 days a week no. you're not doing that you There's have so other interests man exactly yeah. there's so much more so if you can't anyway. accept some of my personal quirks yeah and then get the fuck off yeah it's as simple as that right i'm, I'm good with it I, I i've always said <laughs> it in the beginning with the trolling i was like i actually don't remember asking you to follow me <laughs> yeah, not once i've ever yeah. asked anybody to follow me but yeah. if you want to like try to chime in and talk shit about me then go ahead i'll let you you can do it yeah. i'm not going to respond yeah i don't want to respond if you if you get nasty i'll block you and that's it and then you can go fucking chime on with all your other trolls and yeah. go, oh he blocked me yeah i was like it's, I blocked you because I'm not interested in that shit, man. Yeah. 
I've got other shit going on. It's like the reviews, and there's a comedian, and he goes, you know, you go to a restaurant, who has time to go home yeah. and write a review? Yeah, I know. It's like, the salmon sucked, I'm going home. Like, it's... I'm like, going to write a five-page essay yeah, on get, it. Yeah, <laughs> get over it already. Like, And that's the thing, too. I've had it, even talking to my painters, and he said to me, he goes, well, they, they actually kind of came back to me and said that they threatened me with a bad review. I'm like, see, this is the problem. This is the problem. <laughs> is that that's the threat? You man, yeah, like, can know. you imagine like the gangs from the seventy? Can you imagine the movie Warriors? Oh yeah, and they're oh, yeah. coming up to you and <laughs> yeah. they're going, "I'm going to threaten you with a bad review." Yeah. <laughs> Warriors. Yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? It's yeah. like it, it, yeah. that's not how it works. It oh, doesn't yeah. work that way, right? Yeah. Uh, like I, I would laugh. I'd have to giggle. You're going to yeah. threaten me with a bad review? Okay, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. But that's a uh, so I'm out the East End in Durham. Okay. And in in Brooklyn, it's the Brooklyn Moms Club, and it's... Those are the gangs. Yeah, That's like the Hells Angels are a little nervous <laughs> around the Brooklyn Moms Club. Like, they were, over COVID, they were shaming trucks, guys guys that were working, they'd take pictures and post them. And oh, go, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And you're sitting there going, really? Like, Do they all have mom jeans on? or yeah, like it's what, a whole, All that whole thing, eh? Well, it's a private page. So Fuck, <laughs> now they're going to attack me. Huh? Oh, yeah. Go no, ahead. No, I, wait till I get it, too. <laughs> we're both like, we're not going to make any friends after today. Like I'll just respond it. going, I like your jeans. That's all I'll say. I like your jeans yeah. and your haircut. Yeah. yeah. You guys all look like, yeah, I get yeah. it. But it's this is what people do and they want to come back and they'll just threaten you with a bad review. And, and unfortunately, because I have a website, but nobody uses it. Like even, even a... So where, how are they you know, contacting you? Through social. Social media and then just past clients and that's stuff That's all it too. is. It's word of mouth. Referral. Word yeah. of mouth and then digital word of mouth. W without a doubt. And that's yeah. it. But then For what sure. are you doing? So if you do get that threat from somebody, what do you do about it? There's nothing I can do. I just... You're going to do it? You're going to do it? Yeah. Right okay, fine. Review. I got a good guy, Jared. He's going to come on the show. He's coming from Winnipeg and, and he gets it quite a bit sometimes. He always gets that threat of, I'm going to do this. Yeah. He's he's one of those contractors, which I'm still dumbfounded about because there's other been tradespeople that they got a bad review for not actually doing the job. Oh. They, they actually not even submitted a quote. Yeah. They just, you know, they just got there, met them, got a bad vibe, said, I don't want to do this job. We're polite about it, professional, and walked yeah. away. Yeah. And they still got a bad review. Yeah. So you're reviewing somebody who actually never did any work for you. And I'm like, come on, man. I've been I've been scolded because I went in and met him. And he was a um, retired police officer, really nice guy. And we got talking and stuff. And I knew this was still in the midst of COVID and, and just getting stuff and product. And you'd, and yeah, unfortunately, over the years, you, you pick up the vibe and you go, this is going to be a royal pain in the ass. I don't want nothing to do with it. And you call him and I said, you know what? I Because it was May and I said, you know, we probably won't be able to get there till July or August or something like that. And he, he lost his shit on me. Wow. He was pissed off and offended and uh, just let me have it. And I just said, are you finished? I, I, I don't even get into arguments. I'm not fighting with anybody. I just, too old. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. There's no, you don't have time for this it. This is the same. So back to the subtrades is I don't get into it with the subtrades either. I just don't use you again. That's as simple as that. I just won't use That's you That's why again. I've always gone the subtrade route. I know a lot of trades out there, guys are going on their own or whatever. They weigh the options. Do I do employees? Do I do subtrades? And yep. I was like, listen, if, I, if I'm working with subtrades and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, fine. They do the first job, amazing. They do yep. the second job. They slip a few things. Third job sucks. Yep. You got to question the work. You could just go, listen, I'm not going to use another fourth job. Simple yep. as that. 
I have to bring somebody in now to fix certain things that you did on That's the third job. That's what was happening to me. It was the three strikes you're out kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and just, you know what? The thing with it is, is just the accountability too, where I had it where an electrician was drilling through joists in the basement and it fell into the laundry sink and he did one of these into the sink. So you never vacuumed it or no. dustpan? No, of course not. No. Right. I know. But you know, you know what wood chips do? In a laundry oh, sink. I know, I know. <laughs> they, they don't go away. No, I know. They clog. Client, client sees it. Then question. I get the call. Yeah, and, and you go, it's yeah. your responsibility. Now. And then I call, and I'm just like, yeah, did your guy actually, because it, I, I pulled the P-trap off, and it was full. Full of sawdust. I, I could have made chips. a fire. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. He said, no, he wasn't, he wasn't even near the laundry sink. Oh, okay, so then he took them from over in the corner and yeah. put them in. Purposely. The, yeah, purposely. Like, oh, my God. I've had those where, you know, all of a sudden there's a mark or whatever, like something. And then they're like, it wasn't us. We didn't do it. I was like, let me get this straight. <laughs> Nobody was in this corner except for you guys doing your scope that needed to get done in this yeah. one particular corner all morning long. Yeah. And you're saying that it wasn't you guys that something on your tool belt or something on your arsenal may have just brushed against this finished material mm -hmm. and may have scratched it. Yeah. I'm like, I got to the point where like, listen, you know what? You're right. You guys didn't do it. I did it. My fault. I'm going to get it fixed. Don't worry about that. I haven't worked with them ever since again. When that's it's as simple as that. It, and then they try to turn it on you. Yeah. They try to go, no, no, why are you being like that now, Manny? I was like, well, hang on a sec. You just told me it wasn't you. I'm acknowledging and saying, yeah, okay, fine. It wasn't you. Yeah. I'll take care of it. No problem. What do you mean why I'd be like that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat what you, I think that you did, but yeah. I'll eat it. I'm not going to use you again. It's as simple as that. And I've done that many times over the years where I've just said, mistakes happen too. I'm cool with that. Like you drop a hammer, you drop the hammer. You know what? I can fix it. But just own it. Just own it that you dropped the hammer. It's a lot easier for a bunch of tradespeople to own it and fix it together than yeah. it is one to just say it wasn't me, dismiss yeah. it. Then like, I don't get that. Yeah. You, you're back to relationships, Matt. You're actually killing the relationship before it even gets a chance to nourish. Yeah. Right? It's And it's so hard in this business to find like-minded trades to work with together. So why do you want to do that right off the start? Yeah. You shouldn't do that. You should pay attention to who am I going to get along with? Who am I going to work with? Who? And you don't know which racehorse, which contractor is going to do really well next year. Yeah. Or grow or even expand or go off to this or go off to that. You don't know. So exactly. Why don't you build the relationship? Yeah. It's lost, as, as far as I can see anyways. Maybe, I, I'm sure there's contractors out there that have built great relationships, but I, I would say that's probably the hardest thing to do. I think the is common thread with a lot of these successful GCs is they're not afraid, like you, I just won't use you again. You're that's fired. You You're do. gone. Like, we're done. it's still a business, man. Yeah. I like, like, there, there's guys that I follow and like, and I'm, I even refer them and go, Call this guy. He's an incredible plumber, electrician. I personally don't use him because he's not suiting. I've always said that. Yeah. No I've problem. always done the exact same thing. Guys are great. But I can't, I, for, there's times where I can't afford you. Yep. You're just too much money. Because, yep. I mean, there's a bottom line. There's, there's what needs to be paid out. And then there's a the profit for the company. And I'm like, you're making more than me in a long shorter period of time and it just it's not even making sense because isn't it funny clint how all the sub trades they have their buffers so when they give you a price whatever for argument's sake for plumbing 650 850 whatever it's currently getting up to 1050 for a fixture per fixture to yeah. install 
they know what percentage of that number is their profit. They know what their material is, what their overhead and all that other shit. Yep. But not once have I ever had a conversation with any sub trade and them acknowledging that I have the same formula. Yeah. So you give me a number and there's still overhead and there's still profit and there's still materials attached to mine to get it all going. Why aren't you acknowledging that I'm still running a business, but I have to acknowledge that you're running a business. Yeah. It's we're on the same street, man. And I'll keep you busy. Yeah. Like, I, I mean that, like you're talking about with the relationships of it all. You, you don't understand. You, you're going to get slow. There'll be a time, there, time where more you get than slow, once. Right. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And don't think you made good off of me and go buy a boat. Cause that's what I'm seeing you do. That's how it is. I, man. <laughs> I cut you a check for three grand and it's like, what? Let me do a little history here, man. Um, let's talk uh, coffered ceilings, man. Okay. I do love coffered ceilings. So do I. Uh, a coffered ceiling is a series of uh, indentations or hollows on the surface of a ceiling. Coffered ceilings decoratively hide ceiling imperfections and create an illusion of height. Yes, they actually all do that, right? Yeah. Uh, it all originated historically. Uh, the design was considered uh, dignified and formal. Coffered ceilings were originally created to reduce the weight of stone ceilings because uh, the good old Romans, they did it to create the domes, but they were too heavy. So yeah. they would just carve out the center, and that's how you got a coffered ceiling. Uh, it was used in ancient Greece. Coffers were most likely for, first formed out of wood beams crossing one another in a grid pattern. Some types of coffered ceilings are coffered ceiling tiles, wood coffered ceiling, faux coffered ceiling, traditional coffered ceiling, rustic coffered ceiling, geometric coffered ceiling, and contemporary coffered ceiling. And then uh, here's some examples. You've got uh, the Plomfund, uh, Walwal Castle in Poland. You've got uh, the Palazzo Vecchi in Florence. Uh, you've got the Chapelle Expertor in Paris. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty much all of Europe is where you're going to go. But yeah, then, no, no, no. You've yeah. got, you got the Chancel Ceiling, Church of Good Shepherd in Rosemont, Pennsylvania. Oh, there you and go. then you also, and I do, I am a fan of this. If anybody's watched uh, the first few good seasons of House of Cards, uh, the subway stations in Washington. Oh, really? Yeah. They have a beautiful coffered ceiling in there. Really? Beautiful coffered ceiling. And also, there's actually a beautiful coffered ceiling also in St. Petersburg uh, subway station. That's the thing, too, is with coffered ceilings, expensive. Do but then back pay? in the day, when what was rates back then, right? They yeah. could get all that stuff done for that price. So just a little history on coffered ceilings there. Yeah, I love it. Clint. All right. So we're talking to Clint here at FieldstoneGeneralContracting.com. Reach him at uh, FSFieldstone at Hotmail.com. Where do you want to go now, man? Where do you want to shift gears? Uh, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. What did you, you first? You sent me an email. I'm trying to remember exactly what you want. Basically what we're talking about right now. It, it's just, I, I, I think that the younger generation would do themselves a huge service by actually, there's an old guy. Let me talk to him. Like as stupid as that may sound. Yeah. I, I, he kind of gives me the vibe that he's been in this business long enough. Yeah. He's got some weatherness to him yeah. or her. And I want to see what has he learned and can I pick his brain? That's where the social media thing, thing I don't think has helped because some of these guys that have established. They only speak to their own. Content and, and got something going on there. You're, you're paying for their Instagram price too. Yeah. That's what I found. I'm like, what? This is crazy. Like I, you, you go to scale and you can talk to three. So that's the same thing too. You talk to three different HVAC guys, three different plumbers. Every price is different. Like it's all over the place. These days it is. And what, what about per, so I've talked to a guy even recently and he said, I'm not starting that truck for less than 500 bucks. I'm not even starting it. 
I'm like, okay, so that's your number, but you'll get five other guys that are 200 bucks or a thousand bucks. So where do, and this is where homeowners are like, what do you do? All you can do is go, you got to check, you got to get referrals. But look at plumbing servicing. Plumbing servicing, if, if someone comes for an emergency call or whatever, yeah. it's going to cost a homeowner a thousand bucks and they'll have no problem paying that. Yeah. No problem paying that. Yeah. Well, those are the best ones for plumbers. Yeah. And I get it too, because especially if somebody's got water going, I mean, that's the worst sound for us too. That's contract. Yeah, you know, we we're have nightmares as a result. But yeah. HVAC, winter time <laughs> yeah. or even summertime, AC, things are not working. Yeah. Service called again, right? Yeah. Exactly. So that's where the top three, I mean, electrical, I guess it doesn't really affect them that much if power goes out or whatever. Yeah. But then they question or they jab at you for your rates as a GC or trim carpenter or bricky or yeah. concrete or whatever, right? Yeah. They jab at you. Yeah. It just doesn't stop that way. Like, I mean, it's, th this is why it's like building relationships where you can, it's got to be a trust back and forth too, where you got, you know that, okay, he's charging that and I know why and this is, this is what it is. Clint, why do you think that it's, I'm pretty sure the automotive industry had this problem early on, but now the automotive industry, you walk in, you see the sandwich board and this is what it costs. Yeah. You need this done, you need this done, this is what it costs. And the numbers are pretty similar yeah. across the board, right? Unless you yeah. get the one shadiness, but you're getting a guy who's got no teeth and he's just covered in grime and that's, you're in the middle of nowhere and then you're, you're going to pay whatever you're going to pay to get this stuff done. Yeah. But why can't us, why can't we do that? Why can't everybody in HVAC say that this is what it costs? It's a yeah. blanket. Like, I don't know, why can't we do Th that? This is what I was trying to accomplish of just networking with guys. And a lot of guys would reach back out and you'd be able to have a good conversation about it and go, well, let's stay on the board with this because I, I want to be, if a client's not going to go with me, I want them to go with somebody else in that pocket that is charging the same because you're getting the years on the same quality. And you, and you already know I've had the same cell phone number for 20 oh, I years. Know. I know. Eh? And you know, the hotmail account. Yeah. So <laughs> I know my, my too. cell phone starts off with four here in Toronto, right? Yeah, it, yeah, doesn't, like, <laughs> it doesn't start with a two eight nine or whatever yeah. it is or whatever the new number is six, four, seven. I, I get it. I've had it since the, like the early nineties. Right. Yeah. But I, it, do we, do we not think that this is going to work because everybody can't get on board? Yeah, no, no. That's the biggest problem is everybody doesn't want to get on board. Well, because then you get guys that are not, okay, the truth is cash guys are not running their books properly. Le guy, legally. I stay away from that nonsense. Legally. And especially now, you just can't. You, like, you need certification, you need the insurance, you need all that shit. Not that you're wishing something negative to happen, but if it does happen, you as a GC don't take full liability now as a result of that. But if you're rolling as a professional contractor and a homeowner calls you out on something like, can I see his license or something? And you go, uh, I don't know. I, I don't it's know. It's not a good spot. Here's his license. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta be able to back yourself up. And it's just, that's the thing is it's the lack of education. That's really where it's coming from. Are we blaming a little bit towards the clients? Because I, for, I've always had clients present me that really low number. And I'm yeah. like, it's impossible if you've got two numbers or three numbers that are all kind of close to each other. Yeah. And this is one low number, and that's the one that you're attracted to because it's a low number. Because it's a low number. What is that person not doing? It's you got to be willing to walk away. Yeah. You got to walk if away. If you want that person to do the job, then great. But, I mean, have they shown you 
their insurance? Have they shown yeah. you all your health and safety? And have they shown you any of that shit? Yeah. If they have it, then you got to question it. it. Absolutely. We're showing it to you because we have it. And then all these other quotes are coming in. They're all in the same ballpark. The only difference is whatever slight overhead that they might the have. The low ballers will always come in and you got to stay away from that. Your price is your price. You're not a flea market. And that's why I don't want to even offend subcontractors. So if, if I'm not using a plumber or electrician for a certain reason, whether it's damage done or pricing or whatever, I'm not going to get into a thing with you about it. Your price is your price. It's just I can't afford it. It doesn't work into my scope, what I need to get done. But I'm not going to begrudge you for it. Like, that's awesome. Make whatever you can make. That's great. It's just not going to work for me. 25 years ago when you got started, it was mostly landscaping, right? I got, that's where I started. Yeah. And then and at what point did you get into start doing the rentals part of it? Pretty quick. Pretty it, quick. Because you just, I'm, I can be chatty. You know, clients are out there and they're, you're, you're outside. They have a likable person. They get along. And you're, they trust you. And they, they trust. But you got, so when I started, I don't know how you started, but I mean, it was the. Powder room and laundry room. No, but the car, like you see guys now. Rolling up into Home Depot. Oh, it was a, it was a, a Honda Element or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was like no, <laughs> like, it was not the private like the the vehicle that you think of. It I with. had a little trailer on the back. Yeah, and yeah. I, now I see guys rolling in and they got these hundred thousand dollar trucks with wheels, and I'm like, but that's contributing to their price that they're presenting to you. Well, it, where it's got to be something, right? Because back in the day with the the old guy with you know his ass hanging, it out wasn't of like that. I had a beat up truck. I had yeah, a beat up beat Nissan. Up I had a beat up Toyota. I had a Toyota beat up that was like 500,000 kilometers on it. <laughs> I'd be in third gear before I crossed the intersection. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, it, it was so bad that I would never lock it at night. <laughs> and then one stupid morning, it was in the middle of the road. Oh, yeah. So some kids yeah. got in and released a brake, but the gear got locked and then yeah. they couldn't change. So they just left it and they just rolled it down the driveway yeah. and all of a sudden in the middle of the road. And I was like, okay, I got to start locking it now, right? Yeah. But I mean, that's how we all get started. Yeah. Right. But not now. No. Now you, it's all showmanship. Yeah. It's all Ford Lightning. Yeah. Trailer. Like it's bells and whistles. It's man. all decked out. See, that's where I, I can now afford a nice truck and people go, oh, a nice truck. Well, yeah, now it is. But you should have seen it like 15, 20 years ago on the bucket that I was rolling around in. I know, but I, I, we just had Kenneth on the, from Kenneth Morgan Group. And he was just talking about when he got started, he got his first truck set up, including the wrap. For 6K. Oh, Like, there you bought go. the vehicle. Yeah. And wrapped it. 6K. Yeah. Got the business started. Yeah. Try telling that to a kid today. No way. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I got to put an order in for a Ford Lightning. And I'm yeah. not knocking the Lightnings. I'm no. just saying that when I hear Lightning, I hear six-figure cost. Yeah. And that's what it is. What was it for you back then, 25 years ago? Because this is always an argument. Not even an argument. It's a discussion with clients. Or even sometimes it's a discussion with tradespeople. A three-piece bathroom. Yeah. What would the average cost be 25 years ago for it, and what is it now? Oh, if I got five grand for a bathroom, then I, I was... You were you were happy. Oh, come on. That I was... Know. Tile, everything, and your you work. Worked, like, yeah, and you I worked mean, your ass off. I mean, you would get into lath and plaster to the tear out, and the, you know you, you budgeted for like a day tear out, and it's yeah. a week later. Yeah. And you're still pulling staples out of the floor. You're like... I don't know if I want to do this. I know. It's That's hard. where I see some guys in their like 35, 40, and they go, yeah, I want to get into contracting. I'm like, why? why? I don't do demo anymore. I can't stand it. <laughs> no. But what would that bathroom be today now? 
I, I can't, it, like, I mean, a bare bones basic, you got to start at 15, 20 grand. Yeah. yeah. I, I tell clients all the time, like, yeah. you're starting anywhere from 20 to 25, depending on what you're choosing, depending on how many fixtures you're adding. Yeah. But you'll tell single moms, you'll tell families, you'll tell anybody, and they're like, what? Really? That much? Yeah. Listen, I guarantee you, you'll find someone who'll do it for cheaper. Yeah. Will it be better and will it be done properly? I have no idea. Yeah. I'm just telling you that this is what it would cost me to do it, to tell you. Yeah. And this is what you're going to get as a result. You've seen the work that I've done. So it's up to you at that point. If I, I still like to see people. Like you can always give a number over the phone, but I like to go see them. Oh, I've never done that. No, I can't do that. Well, that's the thing, right? Like I got, there's a lot of guys that they go, no, I just tell them it's going to be 75 bucks a square foot for the basement. And then boom, it's that's what it is. And they go, okay, then we can price it around. I like to go see them and talk to them a little bit. Depending if, also, if it's if it's a cold call, like they've never heard of me, that's a whole other thing too. If they're calling Fieldstone looking for me, then I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you the time for that. But if you're just pulling a rabbit out of the hat, then it's kind of like, I know this is probably you, you got like, you know, what's the standard? Like three quotes, ideally, some something like that. Ideally. And I even tell people, like especially out by us, like Durham region is swamp. Like there's a ton of work out there, lots of good contractors out there. And I say to people, I mean, yeah, get three quotes. I mean, are they? When I well, this is the thing. So there's some good contractors. Pricing wise, I don't know exactly what's going on, right? I'm I'm just trying to stay in my lane at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I mean, yeah, I would like to think that everyone's kind of staying at a certain keel of where it should be and what it's worth, and don't gouge, don't undercut, don't gouge. Where do you find that number? Well, we network together and we educate, but. Show me that show other than yours. No, I, I, <laughs> That's exactly it. I like, I don't, I don't, I still got to blame the clients. I still got to blame that they're improperly being educated on what things cost. Well, if they watch the home improvement yeah, shows, I'll you're cry, in big the, trouble. Well, the thing is they're never presented with numbers. Yeah. At all. Yeah. If you walk into a big box and you're talking to someone who's wearing an apron. Yeah. They'll just give you ballpark numbers of what they think it costs, but they're not factoring in your business operating costs. Yeah. You're not like none of that shit going on. So it's yeah. like, okay, so you're not getting the right numbers. And I just find it funny that they'll always argue the professional who's taking the time to walk in, yeah. to meet you, to measure, yeah. to discuss options, present, and then give you a figure a few days later. And then you give that figure and they're shocked. They're yeah. sticker shocked. And I'm like, why are you surprised? Like I've, if you spoke to somebody else and it maybe we would even do ourselves a favor by well, here, call so-and-so. He's yeah. my competition. Mm-hmm. I, I respect the work that they do. Call them and get them, get them to give you a quote. I've done that before where I said, if you're going to price around, these are three or four guys. That's who you would, should go with. I, I want you to price with these guys. But they're constantly looking for the cheap cash fast. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I've had clients who do that where like in the beginning, my early days, I wasn't doing everything. So then I was like, if you guys want to go down that road, I don't want to do that scope of it. But if you want to hire somebody, sure. And they'll go through and they'll find somebody cheap. And it's, and you could see that it's cash. Like yeah. just by the non-awareness of van or whatever, it could be anything. Like there's no sticker on it. There's no nothing. There's no, no shirts, no nothing. There's no present. Like they just come in and just do it. But then they're really, really cheap. I'll send you pictures of a basement. This was years ago. And exactly the same thing. And I've had it many times over the years. But single mom, she just, it was a numbers thing. And she said, no, I'm going to go with these guys. I'm like, okay. I get the call afterwards. They buried the water meter. So, you know, your post in the basement. Yeah. They put trim around it. 
the round, they put trim around it and then filled it with caulking. <laughs> I'll send you the pictures just so you know. So they made a not, square. I didn't make it up. Like, it's like one of those things you're like, no, you may. I'm like, no. How much cheaper were they compared to what you would have oh, done it for? I half? It, I think it was like $10,000 to the basement. I'm like, I can't insulate it for that. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. Was she oh. happy with what she got? Oh, no, she was in tears. Completely. Yeah, like it was, and then it then we're feeling bad. We're feeling like bad that I've got to help you, and like it's my well, responsibility now. But that's the best part. Now I got to rip out all those, all, all everything. I know, but she's just wasted ten grand. Yeah, for you're paying nothing. for it twice. Yeah, and plus, because now I'm going to rip all his stuff out. That's going to be a few thousand dollars, and now you got to pay my price. I started calling those jobs the Tim Hortons jobs, the Tim and Hortons I'm not sponsored jobs. by any of this. I'm just saying double double. Double double. That's all it is, right? That's what so you are. Tell the clients that you want a double double rental, or you yeah. want, you know, black, black. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> exactly, it. just a black rental. We'll get it done yeah, properly. That's the one I want. No, yeah. it, 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 but the clients all have to go through that at least once. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of clients going through that a second time. No, the sting is painful. Once. Yeah, no, that that's that's a hard one for sure. So why aren't they going all over social media or review boards? And because it doesn't affect these guys. They're not out there. Well, this is, so the bad guys, bad guys are bad guys. I, I yeah. mean, they'll just weave through it. And this is the same when, if you have a recession or something happens. And I, I, I just hear the stories about a guy losing his job and it's like, I'm going to go buy a truck and tools and I'm going to, I'm going to be a contractor. Weekend warrior, I know. I'm like, you know, take a little offense to that. I take a huge <laughs> offense to that. You know what I mean? Like, Cause there's a lot of not. skill attached to that yeah. hammer, right? And a lot of, yeah, that's the thing is don't, Pay me for the time, pay me for the experience. And it's that that's exactly it. And this is the thing. At the end of the day, I, w- I would never survive hourly because I no. don't smoke. I don't like I sandwiches in the hand and, and you're going. And you keep going. Right. You keep moving. So, I mean, that would never work. So I'm like, if you're not if you don't like that price, then fine, we'll move forward. I don't, I'm not going to surprise you unless you change stuff. And if you want that price to change, then we take out heated floors. I'll save you a couple thousand bucks right like that. Magic. Take the heated floors out. You're helping them out. Yeah. You're, you're, you're problem solving. You're trying no, to. No, s- but I want the heated floors. I know. Like, I know. Of course you want it because you went to a girlfriend's house or somebody's yeah. house and you felt it and you're like, holy cow, this is amazing. Let's take up the triple niches that you want. Well, they're just. Ne- yeah. You know how long it takes me to tile Cutting, out a niche? Tiling, <laughs> mitering and yeah. edging, whatever, all and kinds of stuff. I can fix this price, but. Yeah. You don't want to hear it. So what are you going to do? That's why I keep saying the clients need to educate. Yeah. They need to understand. Yeah. I always say go with your gut. Like, even in a, a small bathroom, you're there two or three weeks for sure. Like, make sure you're comfortable with that contractor. Like, at that first meeting, that he doesn't creep you out or anything like that. And yeah. You're comfortable and you go, okay. And then wherever it falls. Like, I mean, I've had falling out with people. The, the one best advice I got was years ago, and it was sometimes it's just easier to cut a check. Yeah. I've had to do it. Yeah. I've had to do it. I've paid. I've paid. made the nightmare go away. For a lot of work that had to get redone. I've still paid for it. Yeah. Because it was easier just to, okay, I don't want, I can't deal with this anymore. So I'll just find, I'll just pay. So I've had guys before where we were finishing up a job and he he was doing all the trim work. And I said, they want you just to go back and just kind of dap everything, clean it all up. And so it's all paint ready. That's not my job. That's my favorite. Yeah. It's not my job. I'm like, okay, but yeah, like your name's associated with it too, because I wasn't coming in. We were all kind of coming in yeah. separate. 
I said they, they would probably never use you again. I think they'd be irritated for me to tell them that you're not coming back to do that. <laughs> two hours out of your time. Two, uh, two bedap. Just finish off what just you're supposed to finish yeah, off. Just but some that's back to the not relationships, man. Yeah. They not just you're it. burying the relationship. I'm never gonna swipe right on you or whatever no. it is, right? No, exactly. That's I'm not gonna use you again. That's the yeah. thing. The work ethic itself, and there's a lot of guys like that's where I get inspired for I meet a guy that's thirty years old and he's just hungry. He's got a little one on the way and he's just driving. And he's it's all about just whatever I gotta do, whatever you need. And it because it's such a rarity. Like, it just doesn't happen. Are you seeing it out of any of the older guys? Older guys are tired. <laughs> They're just tired, <laughs> like but, that's but they like still me. do the job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you have to. You got to yeah. keep plugging through. Yeah. Like, I mean, our our back hurts, our wrists are gone, our knees are gone. Perishable career. That's, yeah. what, that's how it you, works. You know, you tell kids, like, I, I got knee pads all, you know, like, the little knee pads and stuff like that. I got those all over the place because it's like, but come on, measure. man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to save, uh, it's going to help out quite a bit, man. Grab a tape measure, grab six of them, throw them around the room, and then you will never worry about losing one. You know, you'll find one somewhere. <laughs> so, Clint, how's, how's the last two years been for you? Been good? Uh, it, it, well, coming into with, with COVID and everything else was a nightmare. Yeah. And that was the tough part, too, is because everybody, they said we're all in it together. No. No. Because I've had clients, I mean... They're like, no, actually, my income stayed the same. I work from home. Kids are kind of <laughs> homeschooled, and it's fine. And I'm sitting there going, I just spent like three hours at Home Depot waiting for Waiting in the parking lot or yeah. waiting outside. And waiting. then watching a 80-year-old woman freak out about, like, a uh, garden hose. Yeah. And I'm waiting. <laughs> we weren't being compensated for all these extra time. Oh. All this stuff. We weren't. Well, you didn't even know what to do. That's the best part. It's like, how do you even charge for it? Because I had clients and go, well, where were you? I'm like. I, I hated that because I, I recently found out that uh, Home Depot specifically, their numbers went through the fucking roof. Well, the one out by us. They made so a much money, even though well, we were waiting. Home improvements. They made from home. so much money during. The, they, they loved it, actually. Oh. They actually loved it. It was insane. I hated it because you're literally, even when you were oh. given your notification that it's ready, you're still sitting and waiting and it's taking an hour just to get one item or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You're not making money at that point. It, no, not at all. Yeah. No, it was a nightmare. And I remember out by us, like in the East End, I just, I guess they forgot about me or something. I don't know what, but I'm sitting there and it was, it was over an hour and I'm just like, come on. So I walk in, it was like a bomb went off, like just carts full of shit like just stuff ready to Orders, go out ready to Orders, go out yeah right? and they just but nobody's them. pushing them out and they're like no no you can't come in here like and it's not even like such a fiasco yeah it was I just know. a complete shit show on what was going but on i just there. know that behind the scenes they were making a shitload of money and oh, yeah. all the material suppliers everybody they were making a shitload of money a lot of money was being made so they didn't want to change it yeah they wanted to keep it that way well again i networked with guys and i said well what are you doing they go told us to shut down i don't want to be out rolling I'm, i just want to do what we're told and make this i just away. asked i go listen i'm coming in clients asked me to come in yeah client doesn't have a problem with it i'm coming in you don't want to come in okay fine that's that's what i did however i can make you feel comfortable you want me to wear a mask yeah whatever the yeah. situation was for once we got working again 
but I just was like, what are other guys doing? What's But didn't you notice on my job sites, every like maybe one or two guys would come in and, and all of a sudden during the course of the day, it just became a hindrance for them to work. Oh God, yeah. Right? Because you're going up and downstairs, you're you're doing work. You're yeah. moving material, all kinds of stuff. And they're they're like eventually by everyone's just chilling out. Everyone's just hanging out. And yeah. and same with the inspectors. When the inspectors came by, they would start legitimately. Yeah. And then about two seconds into it, they were just like, Listen, let's just stay six feet apart from each other. I was like, Whatever you want to do, I don't care, man. My my best one was I had a guy come in. I can't I think he was electrician coming in. And he had a footprint on his mask. <laughs> like that is just for show. Okay. I mean, come on. Where did you eat? Like, no. oh shit, I'm going in. They're like, come on. You gotta laugh at it at yeah, that point. I'm like, okay. And you do. You t- and I was the same. I was wearing one of those pull up ones because I mean, I did that walk of shame where you're going into Home Depot and you're like, I gotta go back. I so I just that. had it around my neck all the time. But it was funny that it, I started shaking my head when I started seeing all the brands showing up and then <laughs> handing out, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the neck and then go, here you go, here you go, here yeah. you go. And I was like, oh, like, why are they all just mass producing these things now? Yeah. And all this other, I didn't, I didn't. Where are they now? I don't. Now it's not a conversation that people are having, but I no. mean, okay. So what's going on for next year, you think? Oh, it, I have no idea. I, I, I'm just. Nobody knows, huh? No, I'm just going to go and. Whatever happens, happens, and you just wheel through it. Other than the fact that I'm just going to keep it small. You have to. Keep it tight. Keep it small. How much money do you need to make? Just work that out. Keep your nut going, overhead going. That's it. Keep the jobs going. Even at the very start of this whole thing, I just, I when I did, I did shadows and I was telling people, go back to the 50s and 60s and pay attention to customer service. Try yeah. to figure out where your business might be lacking on customer service. Yeah. And go, okay, maybe I could be different, better, smoother, I don't know, nicer. I don't know. All this other, maybe we should just talk to past clients and figure out what they're going on. Maybe I should pass by the neighborhood yeah. and see who else is interested. And you never know. You might get more work of it. I just like go where, back Wherever that stand, because that's that's the mentality too. I've had it before where I got a complaint from a customer and they go, well, they left a mess. So I called the guy and I said, what happened? You're like, you left a mess. The house was a mess anyways. Yeah, that's not the right thing to say. What did you just say? Yeah, I know. I'm like right there. That's okay, not the so right I'm thing not to say. Using you anymore. Yeah, that doesn't matter. You're a mess. It's like I've had it before where a guy's in the garage and he's cutting wood, and there's shit all over, all the, over place. the place and doesn't clean. And then he just leaves. And I'm like, I just, my dad keeps coming in my head because he'd be like, who, who's cleaning that up? Yeah, <laughs> like what? It doesn't magically disappear. You're like. Did you just leave that for somebody? There isn't some sort of Dyson fairy coming around and just sucking it all up. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't understand why you do that. Let's do a little bit. Sorry? I know it's a little sawdust, but. I know, but but you know what? It's a vetting process, Clint, at that time. Yeah. You start realizing, and that's what I mean, is like you'll you'll meet a good tradesperson in the very beginning. They'll do a really good job the first time, second time they start slipping, third time they're really slipping. Yeah. And you're like, going, dude, what's going on here? Oh, I just didn't have time. I had to go. I have to leave. I want to beat the rush hour. But yeah. that's still part of your scope, man. Yeah. Electricians are famous for that. No, but that's... They're the, getting better. The old man said specifically, stop early and clean up and start fresh the next day. The job site's clean. Homeowner comes in. They look. They feel everything's under control. There's no chaos here. They don't want to come I home or come yeah. out and see a mess that could have no. easily been cleaned up right then and there. Yeah. It's not that hard, man. Leave it controlled. OBC talk. 
deflections in structural members. This is always fun. Uh, allowable deflection is generally expressed as a fraction of the span. A larger number in the bottom of the fraction represents a more stringent limitation. For example, the allowable deflection of 12 feet, a 12-foot span joist with plaster is L over 360, which is 0.4 inches 12 feet divided by 360. That's how you get the whole L over or 1 over. Uh, dead loads do not, uh, are, do not need to be considered in calculation uh, deflections. Max deflection is, is expressed as a ratio of the clear span. Roof rafters, roof joists, and roof beams, uh, no ceiling is 1 over 180. Plaster with gypsum board is 1 over 360. Anything but plaster gypsum is two, uh, 1 over 240. Ceiling joist uh, supporting plaster gypsum board is 1 over 360. Anything but plaster gypsum is 1 over 240. Uh, floor beams is 1 over 360. Uh, all the engineers are gonna like, they're fucking taking notes right now. <laughs> they're like, they're going to send me a message. I go, yeah. no, this is all legit. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, a house is 1 over 240. Anything else is 1 360. Those are the kinds of examples that you want to see. And just for a frame of reference, components and structures that suffer deflection, including beams, columns, floors, walls, bridges, decks, tunnels, dams, and so on, San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, it can sway as much as 4 meters laterally. Really? Four meters. That's almost as the size of this room. Yeah, that's insane. Four meters, man. So deflection, we know deflection. I think yeah. that the deflection <laughs> is way too much in, in the OBC. Yeah. I think it has to be uh, less, but I don't, it would just cost more because you'd have to use specific, you'd have to increase your joists. Yeah. You'd yeah, probably sure. have to use more engineering lumber. Yeah. Lumber, you'd have to use more steel. Yeah. It just starts to, and goes back to price. Yeah. Well, and these are things that clients and don't, lumber and, and everything all that. And clients don't like paying for those; they don't. It's got to be the pretty stuff. Uh, I had to remove mold. I don't, yeah, but why does that cost so much to remove? Because it's bad for you. Yeah, but pretty <laughs> doesn't last if it's not built properly That's first. Be, but it doesn't matter. It starts it, to crack. It's like I'll I'll give you a thousand dollars for upgraded tile, but can you leave that mold? And not, not, that's not legitimately that's, somebody that's would say. That's generally the consensus it, at that it, point. It kind of like, I'm fine with it. We're covering the mold. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. And there's guys that do. The best part is some of the guys that are out there that create it. Like some of the companies that are out there that I've gone back to do jobs. And, and these are companies that are rolling and working. And they're going in and using drywall in a shower. Oh, wow. And, it, eh? and you're not. Then it's not. Like I have no problem with a guy not doing a great job because. His skill's not there. I understand that because you're learning. Because I, I listen, I would not want to go back to some of my jobs 20 years ago. I don't want to. Yeah, I know you were still learning, was, though, at that point, right? But that's what I'm saying. At this point, if you put do things like that, there's just too much knowledge. Like, you can Google anything. Like, even, you know damn well not to do that yeah, in no, shower. but Google doesn't give you all of the information. No, of course not. But you still, you, you can still do some research and go, yeah. yeah, I'm not putting drywall in a shower stall. yeah. And, and as soon as you do that, then you're, you're, you're an idiot. Like, it's stupid. You're, it's just going to fail. I had, uh, I had a couple of youngins, tradespeople, come by my place just to take a look at one of my bathrooms. And it's like an 11-year-old bathroom. Yeah. 
and and there. So it's not that old. It's not that old. No. But in in clients' years, yeah, it's almost like dog years, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like eleven times seven at that yeah, point, you gotta, right? You this is old. We got to do yeah. this right now. It's coming up on a yeah. century home now, right? Do you have the band going across. No, the no, the no, no. There's there's no like pair of fruits. Yeah. No, it's not. It's got none of that. It's it's nicely done. It's beautiful and everything like that. But they were in there in awe because there was no cracks. There was no mold. There was no discoloring of the silicone. There was no grout cracking. Yeah. Like there was. It was just like, and by the way, guys, this is 11 years old. Yeah. And and I'm like, and there's no soaps coming on the shower glass. Right? Like, like there's a there's a way to maintain things too. But there's also, sure. and it goes back to your point, how it's all, this is before Schluter, right? So yeah. I, was, I was using Curdy Band. I was using yeah. the roll. I was too. But I was using cement board. I didn't use drywall. Yeah, I used uh, I used new heat heated and it was just cables with the clips and, and things like that. But it was like, and I used Schluter on top of that. And But I, I built everything a certain way that, there's nothing. It's just like this. This will stay this way yeah. if you clean it and maintain it. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like, that's that's a whole other argument with clients. They, yeah. they don't realize that. I don't care if you're freezing cold in a shower. At the end of the shower, when you turn off all your hot water, rinse the fucking thing. Yeah. You have to rinse this thing because if you don't, you're just grime on top of grime on top of grime, which is even harder later on to clean it. Everybody wants maintenance free. There's no such it's, thing. It doesn't exist yeah. in anybody's home. Yeah. Doesn't happen. But they were very impressed with like structurally speaking and just fit and finish. And it was done a certain way. And that's what I was learning. I was like, in the very beginning, I was like, okay, let's try this. Let's yeah. do this. Let's go that. I was talking to companies and I was doing this, but you're right. But other little sections that I've done, they started to fall apart and I knew exactly why. And then you start dissecting and going yeah. behind it. And it doesn't matter how pretty it is. I mean, I've got a section in my laundry where one tile is cracked and I know exactly why it cracked. Yeah. Right. And, and, if I would have just spent a little more effort, it would never have cracked. And now at some point I have to change all that tile. Yeah. It's just how it's going to be. So you try to educate clients on that, how important the walls or even before the pretty shit goes on. Yeah. Well, I've said that about thin set where you have guys and they go and grab a $15 bag of thin set. I'm like, it's going to fail. What's not in that thin set that it, makes it $15. And that, that's the thing. It's the same with, uh, so I had a call a couple of years ago and, and a guy said, no, he did my front hall and he used the orange stuff. He used the Detron. Like they can use the orange stuff and fuck it up. You can still screw it up. Yes. A great product. If it's not installed it's properly. properly. And he did just that. He used from modified to non-modified. He did it all backwards. He just didn't do it right. And in, I, I don't know. I'm assuming grout was kept in a refrigerator. I'm not sure. Could have been old grout. Yeah. Could have I'm been like, cold. I don't risk any of that. I'm like, I'm spending But I mean, like, Clint, $15 bag? Even if it's a $50 bag, you're using what? Six bags. But that's exactly it. So guys, what, what are you talking about here, cost-wise? It's hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Which is minuscule in the price. But I, I still think there's guys that are just still scraping at the jobs that want to take them in there's got to be the well, they're underbidding them at the first point and then they figure i have to use a 15 dollar bag because i only charge this much for the job to get the job this is kijiji that's the problem you right. shouldn't have charged that little <laughs> yeah. to get the job yeah you should have either educated the client to come up and if they can't wait and then call you six months down the line to do the job at the price that you're asking for but i still i see guys using wire mesh and scratch coat that's a Toronto thing, man. Oh my god! That happened in Durham, and I uh, few and far between. But so, yeah, so just for the it. record, scratch coat and wire mesh, it works for sure. If you dry it's pack horrible. it properly, <laughs> yeah. right? 
but the thing is nobody does they only skim coat with almost right. like a self-leveling mix of some cheap yep. crap that's not doing anything you might as well not do it then and just do it right onto plywood but why would you any the process it's the same with curdy board like i used to cut cement board curdy board cement board listen if i have to i'll take it out of my profit to use it it makes more sense like it's a slice I know. <laughs> you know. As soon as curdy board was introduced, I stopped using a cement board because yeah. I hated cutting cement board. Oh, my God. But and I, I never not once used drywall in any shower. Never. I no. would always upgrade to the cement. Not ask yeah. the client. I would always just upgrade cement board. That's how I was taught, though, too, is even when I came in, I mean, it was still cement board. And there was guys doing drywall, like green board, and saying, no, it's moisture resistant. I'm like, this isn't moisture in here. This is saturated in yeah. here. It's not a moisture area. It's more than that. And then th those same guys would rely on the grout being fully waterproof. Then yeah. It's like, it's not. Water, grout is still poor, unless it's epoxy grout. Yeah. Grout is still porous. And there's still a chance that water could still get in between the grout, even if it's epoxy, and the tile. It depends on the connection point there. But back to what you're saying is the education of it all, too. And not what you got to That's not educated on, on Google and it's not educated no. on social. That no, was, not at all. There, it was like, it was years before someone told me. Uh, a rep told me that the depth of grout has a factor in that grout surviving or not. Yeah. Right? Because a lot of people don't realize that, sure, you can back butter that tile and make it so thick and make it all ooze out and yep. all this other shit. And I'm like, you're just creating problems. And then you just do a quick pass with a knife or something like that. And now you're only leaving a mill or two at the top of the tile. Yeah. That's not enough for grout to bite. Yeah. That grout has to go minimum two thirds the thickness of the tile down. Yeah. It has to. So you have to keep, keep those joints clean. Yeah. And that's why I've always respected tile setters that are keeping their joints extremely clean and not like just it's having a nightmare enough. afterwards i know it's it, you're creating a bigger problem and then you come back and client says oh the grout's all cracking yeah it's all cracking because it's not adhering properly because it's not thick enough That's it's not just the I, width of it it's the depth of it even with the detra i mean i i still you can tile same day i leave it i like it just to i set like up. doing it and just leaving it and setting it up yeah. and gone that's it man come back the next day that's but I, I, mean. I guess guys got a lot of jobs I'm I not going to get to this other job. Toronto traffic is going to take forever for me to get yeah. to the second job. So I'd rather just start right here, right now. And just go for it. And just, it's it. Yeah. Because it's still indents. Like, it, I mean, I mean, when I first started, it said an eighth inch trowel. I know. It's a quarter inch trowel. Now it's changing. I know. I mean, you they can. want more mix. Yeah. Have you tried the peel and stick? No. I just saw it though. I don't. I just posted a thing uh, about it. I do not have faith in that. I no. don't know why, but I do <laughs> not have faith in it. But is it just for the Dietra heat or is it for the regular? That I don't know. Because I've seen it through the Dietra heat that system. I I've been invited to go to one of their training classes uh, on Wednesday. Check it out. And I I'd wanna, love to know. Yeah, I'd like to check it out and just uh, ask them about this and then let them give me their spiel. Well, so that's the thing too is guys with shower. So I know a lot of guys use the Weedy system. Yeah. A lot of guys live by that and, and I, the hydro pan. And I've heard that failing. I've actually talked to guys. Oh, really? That, that I, okay. It. So it's silicone. You use your corners and you silicone. It's not like a membrane yeah. that you're putting yeah, in there, Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. The silicone fails. The silicone fails. It depends. What I've heard why it fails is because the house is still too wet. Oh, really? So the, the house is too wet and yeah. you start finishing. Yeah. House starts to cure, starts to dry. Yeah. 
and you've already put your weed in, you put your bead of cocky in. And it's pulled. It pulls. Yeah, it's going to pull. That's where it fails. Yeah. So now if you don't put enough of that caulking in between, yeah. that's why I prefer the Schluter system because you've got a two-inch overlap. And in all honesty, listen, I don't always abide by their rules and regs. Yeah. I've done like some situations a one-inch overlap. Yeah. And it's just like what I've been taught is that two-inch guarantee you 40 feet of standing water in a house. So literally you can take your, t- your shower, have water beyond your roof line yeah and it will never never penetrate that two inch over so so i'm thinking one inch uh okay let's go 20 feet yeah so even on the second floor i still got water so i'm like okay this will be good yeah i don't think they're coming back to you no when that happens it's not gonna fail (laughs) but i with the caulking and the wood's too wet and all of a sudden you start putting this stuff and it'll just dry and it'll expand and all of a sudden now as a tile set if you're doing that and you got that board up there and you see a hole wouldn't you think to either put more of that but that that that's, includes, that seal that caulking is expensive too. I so I didn't touch that. I'm just it's like Curdy Fix, sluter. right? Yeah, Which is I, really really expensive. But Curdy Fix is a wicked product. Yeah, I like using the Curdy stuff and and the Sluter products and stuff. And the only I can't even other than your corners can get built up. But I just fan it out afterwards. I've gotten used to. I don't give a shit. I'll grind. Listen. I've done it. Everybody now is mitering tile. Yeah, I know. For me to grind the back of a thick porcelain tile to get the first course perfectly plumbed to get it going up so then it's not shooting out. Yeah. Do it. What's wrong with you people? Just do it. And if you're using mosaics in a shower for whatever application, because that's far and few because now everyone's asking for slabs or large format. Yeah. I mean, then skim it. I've always told anybody, you're using mosaics in a shower application, you have to skim it first. I've skimmed it. You need to, especially if it's a glass in one eighth thick. Yeah. You know, there's so much deflection in that. So I've seen that with, they did it in the bathroom floor, not in the shower, yep. in the bathroom floor. I've done floor, both, floor and the shower. But they didn't skim the Dietra. Oh, and you so, see it all. Yeah. Uh, like, and it's not even, like nobody walked on it, but what happens is that dries, and even the best inset, it pull like it dries yeah, out. It does. So it pulls. It does. And, you, and with a marble, like I won't even touch marble. Like I, you look at it the wrong way and it stains. It's a funny thing. Yeah, I'm like, why would you? You got to just tell clients, listen, it's a sponge. It's horrible. you guys are not going to seal this every three, four months, depending no. on how many times you use it. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to pay me to come back to seal it every three, four months when you, yeah, and you're not going to do that. Yeah. So my opinion, let's do what everybody does in the real world. Let the marble age the way it's going to age yeah. and just accept that that's going to look like that. Yeah. Simple so if that. you're happy with that look, then great. But nobody wants that look at the back. No, and that's you. how the porcelain came into market because it yeah. was a photograph of the marble and it was never going to discolor. But then you had other problems. You had the edging problems. Yep. You had the mitering problems. You had the chip problems. You yeah. had all kinds of problems at that point. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is back to that point of even educating the client of going, this tile is garbage. And I've done it where I've went, taken a piece, of, two pieces of tile and went finish to finish. And it, like, I mean, you could see light. It clicked. And I'm like, it's got such been, a bad bow. Well, I want there. it on the offset. I'm like, I can't put it on but a you half. Know, you know you're fighting clit at that point? They just spent two, three hours having some pastries and having <laughs> some espressos, sitting down with the friends yeah. and sitting down with the salespeople in the beautiful, clean showroom. Seeing it on a board. Seeing it on a board in their natural light yeah. and comparing it to all other kinds of color boards. Absolutely. Then they brought the sample to your job site and they showed it to you and you're like, yeah, that there's a problem with that tile there. And yeah. they're upset at you because they just found perfection, spent 
yeah. time in perfection land, and then they brought it to the job site. You got to be the bad guy, and you got to be the bad guy, exactly. And don't say your tile sucks, like you, I mean, you. I'll like, just say, listen, this manufacturer, and I've done that. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going pointing fingers at China or anything like that. I'm just, I've seen bad tile from all over the world. So have I. Yeah. It's just whatever. There's sometimes a bad batch. Yeah. I've seen different discolored tiles different whites in the same batch and yep. you're like what happened here like someone mm -hmm. bake it friday morning someone bake it friday afternoon what's going on here yep. it doesn't matter but the thing is that if you bring that onto the job site and i tell you as an installer this is going to be a problem yeah i'm just giving you a heads up i don't care how pretty it was in perfection land and you spent all that time in the showroom i don't care about that but there's guys that will install it because yep. they want to get the job done and they think well we'll get paid because they get it done get it done but and, and not know how to Discuss it with a client and tell them, go, listen, this is the problem. And I've done it before where literally I put a display on the floor and showed them specifically exactly how this is going to lay out and how it's going to look. And it's like, I, I mean, it's easy just to say your tile sucks. There's also the other side where there's a cop out where a guy is not liking the tile yeah, and it takes a little more yeah. to manipulate it. That's different. I um, move through those ones. Yeah. Like I deal with, I, I've never seen a perfect tile. It doesn't exist. Right? Like, I mean, I'm just, oh, no, no. I need to tweak it and manipulate it and do whatever I got to do, and I'll make it look good. But then there's a point where you're like, no, this is this is going to look bad, and I'm going to look bad, and the client's going to be pissed, and I'm not going to get paid. I wish that these suppliers and or designers would educate clients on the process of this tile manufacturing. Yeah. Explain to them how it gets to their hands. Mm-hmm. Because everyone has done a certain way and then it's and there is so much room for error on the finished product. We've all done this, man. Like you just said, you put face to face and there's a bow on it. Yeah. Right? But also subway tile and it's ceramic. And sometimes it's like just a hair too short, too long, or yeah. whatever. Or even just the rectified angle on it is one is greater than the other or something like that. Like there's always such minor imperfections, but then they go, We want you to install it herringbone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even touch it. I know, but the thing, so, so, okay, so it starts to mess up on the second course, third yeah. course, fourth course. It's just going to compound at that point. Yeah. So I wish that the suppliers would educate all these homeowners. A and the them, price difference of what yeah. it would be for herringbone. But it's, and listen, I've seen really expensive tiles still have faults. Yeah. So it's not just, okay, it's expensive because of the process of how it takes to make this product, but it was, it wasn't perfectly done. And now I either have to fudge it or I have to work with it, which is going to cost more time, more money. There's always well, factors. They have to go back shop because a lot of people don't even know what they want. And I've recommended people, designers are your best friend. And sometimes it, it works for you, sometimes it doesn't. If you have the budget for it yeah. and you have no clue yeah. on what you want. And there's people that are like that. that just go, I don't know. I've had clients recently that they, their designer comes in and just picks, they just cut a check. And they pick the vanity. They go, we like white. Okay, this is... I'm like, okay, that's fine. Talk to my designer because she's going to let you know what we like. I'm like, okay. But I want them to kind of understand the installation process yeah. too. I had it with um, white tile on a subway, and they did a stone niche. Okay. Pre-made cast, and it looked awful uh, because it was an off-white. Okay. So then it came back. I said, listen, I'm just throwing this up there. I want you to see the contrast between the two. Are you cool with that? And they like, let me call my designer. I'm like, can you not see it? Like, <laughs> do you like it? 
And then the designer came back, of course, because she picked all the stuff and everything was sitting, right? Uh, I'm just installing it. And she's like, no, no, that's the way it's supposed to look and everything else. In my eyes, I just, OCD was going crazy. Like I couldn't stand it. It was like you either want to go way off or dead on. You got to pick one. It was just that slight difference of the whites that was just not a good look, not a good finish at all. It's fun. You bring that up, and I, I remember the amount of times. Okay, so I'm the kind of guy that if there's a sign there that says do not enter, what do you think I do? <laughs> right? So Kick on, the door down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? So a lot of these tile suppliers, like, I would start to go out to the back. And all of a sudden, they're like, where are you going, Manny? I was going, well, I just want to go take a look at some tile or whatever, right? Like, well, no, you're not allowed. I go, I got safety boots on. I can walk yeah. around. I don't give a shit. So we start walking around, and I, and I bring the clients with it. I go, come on, don't worry. What, are you going to arrest us? Go to yeah. tile police or anything? Go to tile jail? No, yeah. it doesn't work, right? And I, the amount of times that I would walk around and see, like, a, a crate just cake dust all over this. But I would wipe it off and look at it, and I'm like, this is a fucking beautiful tile. Yeah. And they don't see it. Designer doesn't see it. Nobody sees it. And then I would like, what are you getting rid of this for? Well, fuck, man. If you want it, just you take it. Take it. We don't care. We want to get rid of it. We need the space. Yeah. It's like, really? Okay, fine. I'll take it. Then I'll make magic with it. Yeah. And then I, because I already see as an installer where the potential is for this what product. What I can do with it. And then you'll yeah. get clients who will look at past work and they're going, so where'd you find that? Oh, well, it doesn't exist anymore. It was being thrown out and you tell them the story. Yeah. And then listen to your installers. They've done it thousands of times there's not enough trust there. they see the potential yeah most designers i'm not knocking them they'll just look at samples that are coming board boards that are coming across the table and they're just piecing everything together based on their color scheme and their selects yeah but they're not factoring in the installer's experience the mm -hmm. installer's education the installer's knowledge which they really do need to and i think homeowners need to pay attention to that more that's the difference too so any designers that i've worked with I try to connect. You want to talk to them and go, okay, listen, I've used that tile. Don't don't take them down that road. Yeah. Because it's terrible. Because designers don't know. Like, they haven't installed it. They know that this looks great. And until somebody tells them and go, it installs horribly. The best line I ever hear from them, either the salesperson or the designer, is that, no, we love this tile. We installed it. And I would always ask them, I was like, you physically yeah. <laughs> you installed it yeah. no and the salespeople always say no not i i haven't physically done it but yeah. I, i've seen it installed I'm like okay all right fine on a board or where yeah can it can i even the board ones all like who's who's choosing the grout selects here for boards yeah because i need to speak to stevie wonder here yeah. something's going on right <laughs> this what, is not the right color to be using for this one right nobody's crashing and burning yeah Little green book talk here. Uh, winter hazards. We're going into this shit. Oh, yeah. You looking forward to that, Clint? Can't wait. Uh, no, we all got to be aware of this. Go. We got to be aware. This is really bad, right? So cold stress, which is basically cold temperatures can lead to frostbite. Um, frostbite, uh, tissue exposed. And it can happen on a job site. Yeah. Uh, hypothermia, that can happen. Slips and falls. Listen, I've slipped and I fall. I fell and I broke ribs. I, I've done it just actually last <laughs> on my job site. Last right? winter. Yeah. Into my truck. It hurts, man. Yeah. It hurts. Uh, and then carbon monoxide. That's a big one. So fuels and tents and propane yeah. and like salamanders, all that. So sure. we all have to be conscious of this. It's really important. Right. So I just want everybody to be aware that this is coming up in Canada. Well, Northeast. Right. So everybody yeah. up here, even there's snow in Vancouver. The boys out there, pound for pound, he's like shoveling snow already, man. So in the winter, I carry a shovel because there's homeowners that you have give to. you. It doesn't matter. You can say, you know, 
whatever you want, but if a homeowner leaves at five o'clock in the morning and starts snowing at five thirty, they won't have it clear. You yeah, got to clear. That's it. what I mean. So why bitch and moan? But I've had guys in there like, Just no, I'm going home. It. Just do it, man. Lose a day over twenty minutes of shoveling. Triple W Fieldstone General Contracting.com, FS Fieldstone at Hotmail.com, and on Instagram, FS Fieldstone at Hotmail.com. What else do you want to chat about? What do you got? I don't know. I got got the whole construction life. Sorry. (laughs) No, I don't want to go down that route. Which one? I said politics, and I said, Uh, no, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, just get rid. I think there should be a fire sale. Just fucking get rid of all of them. Yeah. Period. Start from scratch. Yeah. And and what I learned from speaking to Luca there was uh, less suits, more workwear. Yeah. I'd love to see any member of parliament walk into House of Commons wearing a pair of workwear. Yeah. That's it. Pants, ideally a shirt too, and a jacket, a vest or whatever, and safety boots. Yeah. And actually have a fair and honest opinion of our industry. Yeah. Not a political theater bullshit, unrealistic image of our industry. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. I mean, take... Find your balls and throw on a pair of pants around them that have pockets in them and then walk into the House of Commons and honestly speak about the construction industry fairly about us. That's it. So, I mean, that's the extent of my political rant. It's still viewed that way. Unfortunately, it is. Like, But back when I started, I mean, especially landscaping, I mean, you were asked to stay outside and the garden hose was over in the corner. I know. Now, I mean, I get the gifts that you get. Like it's, it's overwhelming sometimes where you sit there and go, you just paid me thousands of dollars and now you just gave me a gift. But you're giving them an an oasis. Well, that's, yeah, it's all about. I can get out of the house away from my family (laughs) and I can sit outside and have a drink and a cigar or something until the neighbor pisses me off with their uh, music or whatever, right? Something. Dogs will never piss me off. If dogs are barking, I don't give it a shit. If people yeah. are barking, I give it a shit. That's the difference. We but that's what they've done. Dogs. That's why they're happy. They're happy yeah. because you've given them a, a way away from their home. Yeah. And I've always said the clients really should be, and it's good for you guys that do a lot of the hardscaping, landscaping outside. You should be spending twice the square footage price outside as you are inside the house. That's it. Well, it's so short. Like, how much time do we have to spend outside? But it's valuable. How much yeah. time do people spend on the highway going up to their cottages up north? Yeah. How much time do people spend going on plane trips in other places in the world? We do it now. Just what? to thrive to get just, to the water. Just, you want that little bit of, the, why can't you do that for your backyard? Well, we're finally getting that now where even my kitchen supplier, he's got a whole line for outside. You have to. And it's, and it's selling. Like, that's the thing. These guys are spending... A lot, like I'd be cooking more outside if I had like a proper. Yeah, totally. I would be cooking out more. Well, that's it. Just draws you out there, right? And our summers are actually pretty good. They're not. I mean, mean, we're not not in igloos like a lot of Americans might think that we are, but we're not. Gets hot. (laughs) Gets comfortable. What else you want to do? Yeah. So I mean, it's good. So any particular products like outside that you done like that you were really proud of that you've created outside space wise outside space because that was years ago for me doing the outside stuff so you it's still just, touch the landscape the no i don't i stay away from it other than friends and stuff like that Got to do a, help them out or something like that it's all kitchens bathrooms basements nice bathrooms are for a one guy show and sub trades that's your bread and butter because it's a small space it's controllable nothing gets out of hand i'll take on some big jobs i probably once we get rolling into the new year there's some stuff that I got coming up that are bigger jobs, but it's just bring on employee. That's that. I'm thinking about her. Not sure. The problem is you'll go through what we all go through. And I went through it. 
you'll go through a bunch just to find one good one. Yeah. And when I say a bunch, it's unfortunate. It's like double digits. Well, I've, I've talked to people about it and they're like, well, how can't you find somebody? I'm like, show me somebody, send me a number, show me. They're not, there's not a lot out there that I, I find with the young guys that are getting into it, they're getting into a skilled trade. They're yeah. going like a plumber or HVAC or they're getting into something specific. Trim carpentry. Or w- women too. I mean, so many women getting into the yeah. trades. Yeah. But they're, I mean, they know how to work. Women are driven like they're just like, yep. no, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, you sure you don't want to come over and work with me? No, <laughs> I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> I got my own little setup here. So it's... Uh, but you yeah. like being like in the beginning, I, I was always the one man shop, so to speak. And then the trades, sub trades would come in. I was getting lonely. I wanted to have more people <laughs> on site. Because the thing is, you always wanted somebody else to give you a hand. Like yeah. you needed... I know that we get creative. You, I've seen guys get extremely creative on how to hang a sheet of drywall and screw it in yeah. 10 foot or even a 12 foot solo. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just hard. Just a second body, man. That's all yeah. I'm asking for. That If it wasn't for the products being the way they are now, yeah. and I'll bring the young lad in for tarots and stuff like that, yeah. and I get him for a couple of days, and then you know he's off and doing his thing. But it's it yeah, I, I would love to find somebody that was solid that's going to show up and... I didn't have to do an incentive. <laughs> you that know, bothers look, me, man. It, I'm not kidding. I, I'll, I'll find it. I'll send it to you. But it's that's what these that guys are doing. That bothers me. So what's the other side? Just scream at them and fire them? I don't know where fire, you go. If they're not good, don't, I don't think you get three strikes. I think you, you get one shot. And like the it. van story at the very beginning. Like you got a week to figure out this van. Yeah. You figure it out in two days. That's it. Simple as that. Just a different time. That's That's... What I've been finding is, I, just, that I, is I don't think that they 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 think that they can make the money that society is telling them they should be making. Well, a young kid to buy a house right now—that's a whole other. That's back to political. Yeah, crap. How the hell do you do that? You don't. No, I don't. I don't. I feel for them. It Our first be, house was like a hundred forty grand. I know. <laughs> I, I remember way back in the day. Like this could be a good. I would say 25, 30 years. Homes were in Hamilton were sold for like 25, 30 yeah. grand for the house. Yeah. Like my that's dad's not that first long house, ago. 14 yeah. grand. Yeah. For the house. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way. Like, that's the thing with the inflation that's gone up and our salaries and everything else. Nothing's, nothing's lining up. But who's to blame for that? <laughs> we should have politicians backing us and telling, telling everybody construction, this is what yeah. costs. Our price should be here. Well, I see the other side of it of going, well, how dare you charge that much? I'm like, what are you? What are you're you already vetting. That's, I'm sorry, but you're vetting them. Yeah. At that point. If they're ready, and I've had so many people on the show, and I've expressed it, if they start nitpicking line by line, you're yeah. vetting them. You're well, I don't know. even, even in my quoting, I mean, I detail it, but to a point where it's, I'm not separating the demo because you're going to tell me you and your brother-in-law are going to do the demo. And there'll be no nails pulled or screws pulled. And then that's three hours of my time coming back in thinking I'm coming to a clean yeah, slate. Yeah. So I don't, I, that's in all mixed in there. I don't, I won't separate it. Same with the electrical because somebody will come back and say, and I've been burnt that way where it's like, no, my brother-in-law's electrician. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for him. He's talented. No, no, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Such a, that's awesome. And three days later, I'm like, he was supposed to be here like Monday. Yeah. I'm, this is Some of our plugs upstairs are not working anymore. 
<laughs> really? Right. Why don't you ask the talented electrician yeah. that you hired? And there's an arcing when the microwave goes yeah. off. Is that yeah. bad? There's a little bit of black smoke around one yeah. plug on the drywall. <laughs> Is that possible that we can clean that up? Yeah. We try to wipe it. We can't. Yeah, it seems to... Just hire professionals, and yeah. professionals cost money. It's Trusting your that. contractors and stuff, too. That's as simple but as I, that. But I man. see it through feeds where somebody will post something, and a guy says what he's making or something. I'm like, how it's, dare you make bullshit. that kind of money? It's bullshit. I'm like, the guy's been at it. Like, you see the poor guy working, and I'm like, the guy's been doing it for 25, 30 years. Doesn't a guy in a factory get a raise every year? Or supposed to? Like we gotta balance it too somewhere. You you get raises like well, as a GC. That's that's what I. When's mean? the last time you gave yourself a raise? That it doesn't happen as a GC. Strictly as a GC. No, we don't I'm, get raises. No, I've never given myself a raise. You're going with the flow of what's going on. Yeah, like I said, where I'm reaching out to other guys saying, "Well, what are you charging for this?" Because I just want to be on even keel. I I don't want to gouge anybody. No, but I also I don't want to be the lowball guy either. I'm like and like you said. You can always find somebody cheaper. You just can. That's the problem. Yeah. and that, But that will never go away. <sighs> Somebody's got to figure it out. <laughs> Somebody's got to figure it out. I don't know if it's it me out. or you, though. No, I, I don't, don't know. know. Somebody. Yeah. You ready for the 12 questions, man? Uh-oh. Let's do this. It's never a test. There's oh, no okay. cash prizes. Nobody's oh. ever right or wrong. Nothing. I'll dispute some it. of the answers, but I mean, we can discuss <laughs> it. Clint, what yeah. is your favorite construction word? Favorite construction word. Oh, DeWalt. 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 Oh, my God. We didn't even go down that path. You a yellow guy? Uh, yeah, I like the DeWalt. Oh, stuff. Fabio I, will be happy with that. I, I get it. I know that, that some are more specific to trades and individually, but the DeWalt, I drop. I want everybody to understand that even though I have my preferences, I always say whatever works for you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. But once you're in and you got your setup set up, you're like, this is thousands of dollars. It's hard for you to I change. Can't turn. I can't it's turn back It's hard for you now. to change. And that's why I laugh when I see all the brands trying to change one from yeah. another. I'm like, you're not going to make it happen. Yeah. It's once, like you said, once you're in, you're in. Yeah. But I get the slack because I drive a Ford and I have DeWalt and it's all the guys that are like, DeWalt? Why are you using DeWalt? <laughs> why are you using that? But that makes I'm no like, sense, <laughs> man. That, there's nothing wrong with the Ford and there's nothing wrong with the DeWalt. I get picked on. <laughs> I think this is just construction in general. But I, I would have so, to yeah. say that favorite construction word for the first time hearing DeWalt, you saying that, that's first, I think. There you go. Uh, there you go. What is your least favorite construction word, Bosch? <laughs> <laughs> I love my Bosch. Ryobi? Uh, oh, Ryobi. Uh, no, no. What's your least favorite construction word? Least favorite. Uh, least favorite. Uh, oh, it's not my job. That that's got to be it. It's not a word, but a, it's not my job. God. And I get that a lot now. It's not my job. Electricians, you got to clean up after yourselves. That is part of your job. You uh, made those mis yeah. little cutoffs. I said it. You, I, I did a, a post about it, and you, you want to be a good electrician or a great one. I saw that. Carry I know, vacuum. It's a huge difference, <laughs> man. And everyone should be buy that Milwaukee vacuum. I What's know you wrong? guys. You guys are all Milwaukee anyway, so buy that Milwaukee vacuum. And I'm. It's almost to the point where you're done fighting it or arguing it. It's the only time I get irritated now is when they, their cutoffs go on my $5,000 brand new hardwood flooring that I we just installed. I'm like, I, I can't stand it. Like, they what? think that it landed on tape yeah, and that tape is going to protect it. it. <laughs> I know. And then someone steps on it and just tears the tape. Oh. And then what do you think happens underneath that tape now? Yeah. 
yeah, now I got to go get a touch-up marker and I got to figure this out and try to hide it. And then you get the call at 11.30 at night where you're trying to chill out and they go, the light came in just on the right angle. And we saw, we this, we saw the scratch. Yeah. What turns you on in construction? Uh, turns me on. Um, okay, so I have clients right now. Demo day. They send me, te- like, blowing up my phone. Totally excited. We can't believe it. We're just doing a bathroom and stuff. That, that that's the way excited. those clients are the ones you got to hold on to because yeah. there's ones that are, because I'm sitting back going, to be able to do a renovation in your house is like buying a new car. Yeah. Like it's expensive. It's a luxury item. It's not buying milk, right? It's a big deal. And you get people that are just like, eh, yeah, whatever. Like, when are you going to be done? We want to get to the end. When you, when you get, get me to the end. And these guys are just like, we can't believe, can you take it, send us some pictures? And can you, and I'm like, that's that excitement that's cool what that, turns you off in construction the other side the bad attitude that's it just the, a lot of it yeah even even through the because i'm the same i love being able to have a coffee with a guy and shoot the shit a little bit day runs a little long but who cares we'll make it up the next day but with the trades and the guys you connect with because there is uh, as much as i i don't mean to not to beat up on them or anything like that but there's the other guys where it's a game changer where you sit down and you talk about personal stuff or yeah. whatever, and yeah. that's the upside. There's a good community there. I got. To I the love point, the business. I, I absolutely love the business. I got to the point where I had four Nespresso machines, so anybody at any given time on any given job site yeah. can have an Nespresso because if I was visiting, I know. Yeah. And then one idiot said to me on one job site, there's no pods here, Manny. And, and there's no sugar. So what do you think I did? I took the machine away. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. You guys are, are being you joking. Spo- yeah. I was yeah. like, this is ridiculous. You're getting upset at me. How about you replenish the pods? How yeah. about you replenish the sugar? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or just replenish any of it. The machine's there already. Back to the point. But I took the machine and then it was like, then the conversation began. Manny, can you bring back the machine? Please? <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> yeah. What's your favorite curse word, Clint? Uh... Could be a shit show. Shit show. Shit show has got to be my favorite. It's a good one. Yeah. What's your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? Uh, Okay. Dream vehicle would be a 71 C10 Chevy C10 pickup. Mm. That's got to be the one. That's That's a nice body. Yeah. The old, it's it's a pickup. Yeah. It's a nice body. It's just straight. And it just says. You almost wish that they brought the Camaro back. They brought the Ford back. Why haven't they brought the pickup trucks back? That would be a cool one to do. I know the Bronco. They brought that back, and they—that's a mess. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't like. I don't like any of the new them. ones being yeah. brought back. I'm like, that I'm Bronco. dreading seeing a vet be brought back. Yeah. I, I couldn't stand the bug. Yeah, I, like I just we we were told recently that the van, the VW van's coming back. No, um, but I, why not? I know I don't want that either. No. But a pickup truck. Yeah. If that you bring cool. th- those body styles back from the yep. 70s, 60s, Because it's 70s. just clean and simple. Give me the wood paneling inside the bed, too. Yeah, man. that would be cool. That would be cool. That would be the dream. Grab one of those, pick one up for a few thousand bucks, and then drop 10 into it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite vehicle? It Volkswagen Bug. Oh, there we go. I hate <laughs> it's got, them. I oh, my God. I don't understand. What's with the, like, the sunflower? I, I don't, what is that? I see them driving, and they have a sun, like a yellow one. With I a don't get in it. any of it. I'm not renewable. I don't know. Uh, it's just so odd looking. It's just an odd. It's it doesn't complement where it came from. The design. Yeah. 
and I, I didn't mind. I have a good friend of mine in high school had one. Yeah. And I loved it. That rattling sound. Yeah. I loved it. And the rear engine, I loved it. It was yeah. like, this is a cool vehicle. The new one or whatever they did. Uh, it's like, it's going on 25 years now when they brought yeah. it back. Yeah, yeah. It was like mid nineties. They brought yeah, it back. I think so. I hated every iteration of it. Yeah. Man. It just, it would just hurt. It just was not good. What construction sound or noise do you love? Uh, vacuum. How about that? Yeah, it's clean. clean um, listen, I'm a Every, yeah. I'm keep it clean. Your mindset's man. different on oh, the job site. It's that's the old man. I know. He was always like, keep it clean. My my dad was like that too. He's always clean and organized. Yeah. Halfway through the day, clean and organized. My the same. Spend like setup. five ten minutes just clean and organized. Yeah. Clean and organized. Constantly clean and organized. And it does work with clients because they feel like everything's in control. I just want you walk in to a job site. And it's through the, well, you're working in the day. It can look like a bomb went off. Yeah, yeah. But at the end, everything's in its spot. And come back the next day, you start fresh and you have a different mindset. And you can tell clients don't go in there and don't let the kids go in there. But I've had children. I've had dogs walk on fresh tile. They don't care. They don't understand. And all you need is a a little guy to step on a nail. Or something. It's the worst thing that happened, right? man. I know. Clean up. What's uh, what construction center news do you hate? Multi tool. It's got to be the multi tool. And in, in all fairness, Dewalt sucks. <laughs> I agree. It's, it's loud and, it's that, awful. and it vibrates. Yeah, like it's your awful. Hand. It's not. It's not one. Of, it's, it's at the bottom of the list. I think. Man. I would agree. It's. I not think it might be one. hanging out with the Ryobi one or something. Yeah. Like that. They might be together at that <laughs> they point. They hang out. On it still weekends. does what it needs to do. That's it. But it's like torture from the whole time you're doing it. I don't. There's got to be a silencer or something. Fine is the only one I found that is actually the best. Yeah. Well, I, I love my fine. I mean, I've had it since day one. Price difference. 500 bucks. Yeah. That's a quarter. But it's nice. Yeah. Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? Oh, uh, I'd love to coach. Like, like a, I can see that. Uh, like NHL, something big. Like, yeah, I can see I that. I dabbled in it with the boys when they were younger and stuff. But I, yeah, I think that would be a fun gig. That'd be cool. Right. What profession would you not like to do? Cop. Tough. That's a terrible position right now. Mm. I couldn't, I watch these videos and stuff like that. I'm like, and I got family and friends and buddies and stuff that are cops. And I'm just, they tell me the horror stories and I'm like. The stress. And there's bad cops. I get it. But it's, you're also turning some of the good ones bad when you do the things that you do. Yeah. Anytime you're pulled over, what do you do? Give them your shit. Yeah, I know. I've never been pepper sprayed. Never been rolled out of my truck because they've told me to give them my ID and stuff. And Every time I get pulled over on my bike, I'm just I'm, I'm quick to stop, kickstand, yeah. off the bike, helmet off, keys out. Yeah. Here you go. I'm not going to run. Guns. I'm not a bad guy. Check go. me out. I'm not that guy, Rice Rocket, just boot out and try yeah. to do 200 and get away from it. No, man, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Just don't want the confrontation. That's all it is. Here you go. Here's And they're very respectful at that time. If, yeah. if you're respectful, they're respectful. Yeah. Simple as that. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates, Clint? Uh, oh, my parents, my parents passed. So welcome. Mm. Parents have been waiting for you. Nice. How about that? That's nice. Man. Yeah. 
Clint, it's been a pleasure, man. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for checking yeah. out here and coming on the show. Yeah, it was a good time. I always prefer shows in person, not knocking the Zoom ones, but yeah. it's always great to just You still do a lot of the Zoom ones? We're doing the Zooms. We've got a lot of Zooms going on, yeah. yeah. So we've done probably about maybe eight or nine so far. We've got yeah. a few more coming up that are... How does it up. move? Does it is it smooth and stuff? It's, it's not it? bad. It's yeah. not bad. I mean, there's been a few hiccups here and there, but it's not too bad. We just yeah. did one with uh, the Mexican Carpenter. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to post that next week, right? So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was a good chat with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, I I, I want to expand the conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm trying to get this guy from Sweden on the show. Yeah. He's always been knocking so me. So it's worldwide. That's what I want to do. Yeah, that's cool. I want to start. I got people that I'm speaking to in Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. I want to get Brazil. I want to get people in South America, Africa. Even my little following, I found that my connections are like, like the one guy from California and we got into a discussion about certain materials and stuff that they're using out there. Cause yep. it, what a different world it is like of what they're using. They go, no, no. So it, it, asphalt, hot mop for shower stalls. That's, Have you seen that? That's an American thing. Oh my. Can you imagine? I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't like that smell. That's that's like a high rise American and also out west thing. It's just it's the norm. California, yeah, still like doing the mud it. dogs. That's kind of like that whole. It's I don't I, I don't agree with it. I don't. You sent me a video. I'm yeah, like, that's but that's insane. how they're so used to doing it. Yeah, right. And I don't know if they've evolved. I don't even know about any like whether it's Schluter or Weedy or Hydro. He was doing one two years ago. Yeah, yeah. they still do it that way. It's awful. Can you imagine that smell through the house and everything else? I love asphalt smell in the summertime, yeah, right? Outside. Outside, but yeah. inside a house? Bacon. No, I would have a major problem with that. Oh, no way. No, but that's what I love about the whole, that's the positive thing about social media and yeah. also this show. It's just open up avenues. Like I could reach out to anybody and, you know, I was like talking to, who was I talking to recently? Oh, Finland. Oh. Yeah. So he's like, I'd love to come on the show. And he, he's a huge bike guy. Him and his son are always on the track and they're always doing racing, dirt bike racing. And so he's a so contractor. So that's where the Zoom thing comes in, yeah, though, right? Like yeah. because a local guys, even myself. No, locals. I, I've been surprised. In. A lot of local guys, even guys from Ottawa, have been coming out this way. And I've had other guys like Jared's coming down from Winnipeg. Yeah. Like they're, they rather just come in and check it out yeah. and sit down. And I'm like, I, I totally love that you want to drive and come out here, but I'm offering the Zoom. Yeah. But I mean, like, it, I prefer it. But I mean, I can't do that for the guys and that are in different countries. Yeah. Because I want to chat with them. I yeah. want to find out what's going on. Put you up in a hotel, stay for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday, someday, <laughs> man. All right, man. I really Thanks, appreciate buddy. your time. Thanks so much, man. Everybody, check them out again. Clint Young. It's Fieldstone. It's FieldstoneGeneralContracting.com. And it's FSFieldstone at Hotmail.com. And it's FSFieldstone on Instagram. Appreciate I think it. that's it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Angelina. We are gone.